You're listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. On every episode, I talk to you about uplifting, empowering, and inspirational topics that can help you to stand up and fight those beasts in your life and to just live a life filled with much more happiness, strength, and courage. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can also find this directly on my website at ValerieSilvera.com. You are not alone. I am standing with you. Hello, my friends. What do you think about becoming a 10% of my life person? I want to tell you a little story about a friend of mine from high school and how her words and how she chose to live her life during a really super difficult time was life-changing for me. And it was my friend Paula from high school that I hadn't seen for many years. And we were having dinner with some of my other old friends from high school. And Paula always had really long, dark, thick hair. And this time she had super short hair. And I'm always fascinated by women who look really great in super short hair because that's not me. And so I made some comment across the table that she looked really great with the short hair. And my friend Laura sitting next to me, she elbowed me and said she had cancer twice. So of course I felt kind of stupid and I said something to the effect that, you know, I wish she would have told me because we had just reconnected through social media and I said, I wish you would have told me at least maybe I could have given you a word of encouragement or been there for you or something like that. And here's what she said to me. She said, I didn't tell many people because I didn't want this thing to take up more than 10% of my life. Wow. Life changing for me. She didn't want cancer, and she'd had it twice, to take up more than 10% of her life. And I wonder how many people could live like that, could really live like that. I mean, I guess it's possible because Paula was doing it. And so that, it had a huge impact on me, and I often think about that and try to aspire to that. I know it's not easy, but listen, folks, nothing worth having in this life is easy. Anything you want, you have to work for it. So this is a serious mindset shift, isn't it? I mean, this is really, really, really changing your attitude. So if you have something that's got you down, maybe it's not something as serious as cancer. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to compare what other people are going through to what you are and feel good or bad about it. Your stuff is your stuff. So whatever it is that maybe has kind of got you, it's taking up so much of your space in your mind, your heart, your soul, your thoughts, your energy, you're just consumed with something. It could be with a loss. It could be with something that somebody else is doing that's causing you a lot of anguish. It could be a job situation that you're wanting to change. Maybe it is a weight issue. There are any number of things that can really get a hold of us and consume our thoughts. I mean, sometimes these things that get a hold of us, they literally become us, right? We become that label. We become this thing that has us down. I know I did that for a lot of years with my daughter's addiction, and I probably did that with other stuff too. That one seems to be a biggie, 
But if I were really to go back and think about it, I'm pretty sure I have been consumed by different things at different times, right? You get a medical report and right away you jump to the worst thing possible. You know, even if you don't have some a diagnosis such as Paula's. But so whether you have something that you would consider to be minor or major, maybe, you know, some people have 10 major things going on. I wonder what your life would be like if you could do as my friend Paula did and make a decision that it was only going to take up about 10% of your life. You know, I'm actually really glad I'm doing this recording today because I've had some things coming up against me lately that I've been allowing to consume me and not in a positive way. By the way, I want to make mention here that there are some things that, that you can spend a lot of time and energy on that maybe are great for you to spend a lot of time and energy on, right? Maybe you are making that, that job change. Perhaps you are planning um, you know, a creative process. Maybe you're kind of in a business like I am where it's a creative process. Maybe you're writing a book or you're creating some kind of a tool and resources, you know, maybe that's something that would be really great to consume yourself with. Maybe it is something really positive. I mean, you still don't want to be so out of balance that you're completely consumed by anything. But what I'm really talking about are these things, these negative attitude things, these doom and gloom, the despair. Because, you know, I call attitude your battle changer, and it's also your life changer. You change your attitude and literally nothing around you could change, but yet it would seem as if everything changed. Do you get what I'm saying? When you change your attitude, it changes how you look at things. It changes what you focus on. And it can also change the future because we do sort of tend to draw in what we are thinking about all the time. We tend to, you know, if we're in a negative mindset, isn't it shocker, right? All of a sudden, all these negative people are attracted to us. So this skill, I mean, it really is a skill. It starts with a, a thought and a decision and a mind shift change that you're going to have to work on a lot to get to the 10% mark. But it's really, not only would it change your present, but it could literally change your future. So if you have something right now, and, and maybe this isn't something applicable to you right now, but it could in the future. So this message could still really help you. Maybe you know somebody you could share this message with and it could really help them. So, you know, what is the thing? What is the thing that has you down? The thing that is consuming your thoughts, that's really not serving you to continue to think about this all the time and agonize over it. And then think about how much, like get a percentage marker out there. What percentage of time, waking time in a day. Maybe you're dreaming about it. Maybe it's beyond your waking hours. How much of that time is this consuming for you? Is it 50%? Is it 75? Is it 90? Is it a hundred? Whatever the number is. I mean, it's okay. At least, Hey, you're partway there just by recognizing this. Isn't this enlightening? I hope this really will help you. So think about this percentage. There's obviously no way to measure the exact percentage, but you just think about what you think that percentage is and then make a goal to say, okay, well, I'm going to shoot then. I'm at, you know, 90% of my time is consumed with this thing. I'd love to be at a point where only 75% of my time 
You know, it's kind of like a weight loss plan. And then when you get to 75, you say, wow, you know, 50. With the ultimate goal of becoming a 10% of my life person. What a life change. I mean, imagine the difference between living that way, doing that, and that, and hunkering down in defeat, getting down on the mat and allowing her cancer beast to get on top of her. It reminds me of the story that I hear of Joel Osteen and his mom. She had liver cancer. I want to say it's about four decades ago that she had terminal liver cancer and she, they gave her a few weeks to live. And I realized that these stories are few and far between, but this story really inspires me mainly because of how she acted and what she did. Well, for one thing, because she's a real godly woman, she put scripture, healing scriptures all over the house. They, they were all in front of her. And apparently, from what I heard, before she would leave the house every day, she would say these certain healing scriptures, and I guess she still does it today. And here's what's even more important. You talk about being a 10% of my life person. She went out and started ministering to sick people. All these people that she was out ministering to, many of them didn't even know of her diagnosis because she didn't make it about herself. She went out and started praying for being with and supporting other people. A lot of them that weren't even close to as sick as she was. I don't know. I mean, obviously it's a bit of a miracle that terminal cancer 40 years later and she's still healthy as a horse. I don't know. I mean, this is a mystery. I don't really understand. I don't know if, if, if you know, I mean, I'm assuming God healed her. But I wonder if her faith had something to do with it, if her becoming a 10% of my life person had something to do with it. Pretty inspiring, isn't it? Maybe you know some people like that. I think the best way to become a 10% of my life person, besides the obvious, you know, deciding that you're going to be, is to get around some other 10% of my life people, right? You can't keep hanging out with the same people that are 90% people and expect to become a 10% of my life person. And it really is all about your attitude. And listen, this attitude thing is not going to happen overnight because it's a habit. We weren't born with a negative attitude. I mean, babies aren't born with negative attitudes. We develop them over time. And so in order for you to kick the habit, you're going, it's going to take some time. So don't expect it to happen overnight, but head in that direction. Every single day that you decide to live this way will be one step closer and also one day, one better day. When you get through one day of living as a 10% of my life person, you should look back on that day and think, you know, if I had had a day like this in the past, whatever transpired during the day, how might I have handled it and how would I have felt at the end of the day as compared to how I felt today? when I decided to be like Valerie's friend, Paula, and become a 10% of my life person. So this reminds me, this 10% of my life person philosophy and concept reminds me of this really cool poem. I guess you'd call it a poem. I don't know what you call it. It's this thing that is by Charles Swindoll. And it goes like this. It's called Attitude. The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. It is more important than facts. It is more important than the past. 
then education, then money, then circumstances, then failures, then successes, then what other people think or say or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness or skill. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day of our lives regarding the attitude we embrace for that day. We can't change the past. We can't change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We can't change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have. And that is our attitude. The only thing we can do, oh, sorry, obviously I'm reading this. I was going to repeat. Let me go ahead and repeat that because it's worth repeating. The only thing we can do is play on the one string we have. And that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. So my friend Paula decided that she was only going to let this thing, this cancer beast, take up 10% of her life. You know, she told me this right in the middle of all my stuff. And it, it changed my life. It really did. It, it helped to propel me to the point where I started writing books and, and, and started my message and all that and, and was able to stand in the middle of all that chaos that I was living in. But I'm not going to do a coulda, woulda, shoulda thing, but I, I sort of wish that I would have embraced this even more on a daily basis because it's really amazing how different it is when you just decide. You decide that I'm not going to talk about this thing that has me down all the time. I'm not going to think about it all the time. I'm not going to obsess over it. I'm, But I'm not going to try to bury my head in the sand and forget about it either because you know how that is. It's like saying you're not going to eat any chocolate ever again. And you get by for, I don't know, not very long. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're buried in like 52 chocolate bars or you know a big chocolate cake or something. So you're not going to say that you're not going to let it take up any of your life. I mean... Whatever this thing is, you've probably got to deal with it, right? You've got to manage it and handle it and make some decisions. So you can't let it take up 0% of your life, but 10%. And this really feeds into this thing that I just read to you. And that is that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. So you should take this thing that is consuming your life, that's really taking up far more than you should be allowing it to take up. And think about this. You know, can you, well, I don't want to say can you, I know you can. Will you? Will you consider doing this? Consider becoming a 10% of my life person like my friend Paula. Consider being like um, Joel Osteen's mom, Dottie, I think her name is Dottie Osteen. Consider being like some other people that you know, that are not allowing this to consume them. It kind of reminds me of, and this is this really goes along with being a person who lives more in the moment. So this reminds me of a friend that I have, and she has a daughter who is considered um, mentally disabled. So she's 45 years old, her name is Shauna, and she's very young for her age. I mean, really, really young for her age. She's married though, and I mean, this girl has a lot of wisdom and everything, but she's very childlike. Uh, you know, she wears Hello Kitty shirts and she just loves pets and she's just really childlike. And 
and that's a whole nother story because I've learned so much from her and, and so grateful that I get to experience knowing her. Um, but anyhow, she's been going through this, um, she, this cancer in her throat. And the, the interesting thing is that when she was little, she wasn't really able to talk. And let me tell you what, she's making up for lost time. And I'd say that if she were here <laughs> because she loves to chatter, chatter, chatter. And so this this tumor has impacted her vocal cords. And for her to think about not being able to talk is pretty scary. So what's happening right now is that her she's having to choose, her body's having to choose between speaking and breathing. And she's actually at the point where her body's not even really able to breathe. And it's it's come to a very critical situation. So she's going to have a tracheostomy. And she didn't want any more surgery. She said, no, I don't want any more surgery. But here's the point I want to get to. She's a 10% of my life person, and we consider her mentally disabled. Wow. So she's going in for this surgery, and it was really scheduled very quickly after her last doctor appointment. So she's realizing that she's going to have this little hole in her throat, and you know they're hoping for some other surgery later that, that'll make this all you know different for her. But in the meantime, she's got to have that. So I talked to her the first evening after she came home from her doctor appointment about that. And so she calls me. Here's the thing. She calls me. She's telling me all about all this stuff because the next day's Halloween. And like her mom, Pamela says, it's, I mean, that's the national holiday for Shauna. So she's talking all about Halloween and she's going to go to this person's house and hand out candy and see the kids and all this stuff she's all excited about. I mean, we're 20 minutes into this conversation before she says, did mom tell you? So, you know, we talked a little bit about it and she said how she was, you know, kind of afraid. And this was maybe a five minute discussion. And then she went right back to Halloween. I mean, that is living in the moment. That is living as a 10% of my life person. What a great lesson. I, when I was going through my stuff for so many years, I went about life. So I want to talk to some of you who think, well, I'm not spending, you know, 90% of my time talking about it or whatever it is. I wasn't either. I didn't really talk about my situation very much because I'm not that kind of a person. Believe it or not, all this yakking you hear from me, I'm actually a very private person. And so I didn't really talk about it that much. So on the outside, it looked like I was just going about my life. But I was really pretty much dying on the inside because it was on my mind 24 hours a day. So as far as it being on my mind, um, it was at least 90% at least. And so think about it that way too, because if something's on your heart and it's consuming you, even if you say, I'm going to work and I'm doing this and I go out for dinner and I go do these events and I, you know, whatever I exercise and go to church, whatever it is you do, but are you present in those situations or are, are you really consumed? Are you doing that? You know, I have the ability to literally, you know, have one conversation over here and think about a whole nother one over here and listen to a third one over there. <laughs> Sounds like a, an ability, but it's really not great. It's hard to be present when you are consumed with something, you know, when it's on your heart, when your mind is just spinning and spinning with all of this stuff. So what if you allowed yourself? And, you know, this 10% of my life concept is it's maybe pretty radical for you and it might take a little while to get there and, and it is a goal to work towards. So maybe it isn't 10% at first, but the great thing about it is if you can allow yourself 
that 10%, whatever percentage initially, if you can allow yourself that time, then you're not going to be in deprivation. You know, you're not going to find yourself face down in that chocolate cake, right? You're going to only let it take up 10% of your time. That's what I do with my grief. I just give it, I give it actually less than 10%. Whatever it is, you give it the time, but you don't let it consume you. Because I, I really truly believe that, you know, there are a lot of things that can change your life. A lot of things can change your life. It's really amazing where you can go and where you can be even after all hell breaks loose, you know, even after the storm and even in the middle of the storm, it's incredible where you can get, but it starts with a mindset change. It starts with a shift in thinking and that is all about your attitude. So if you want to live as a 10% of my life person, it's going to start with a thought. You're going to say yes. That's going to be me. You're going to stop saying, well, she doesn't understand. You don't get it, Valerie. This is really hard when I'm going through. I know it is. I'm sure whatever it is, is really difficult, but you're kind of standing there with a couple of options. You let this thing consume you. And then maybe you miss out on your cure. Maybe you miss out on your miracle. Maybe you miss out on life turning out differently because you let this thing consume you. That's an option. Or you decide whatever is at the end of my road, wherever this journey is headed, I am not going to let this thing take up more than 10% of my life. Make that your goal. Wherever you are right now, make that your goal and then bite it off in little chunks. Percentage by percentage, by percentage, you can become a 10% of my life person. You can be the kind of person that other people look to. You can be the Paula to me. I don't even know if she, I guess, um, the reason I say that is actually Paula did end up dying. She got cancer a third time. And that might seem like a sad story. And, and it is sad story. It is a sad ending. However, that's not what I take from it. What I take from it is how she changed other people's lives. Because if she changed mine over one little comment at a dinner, imagine how she changed people's lives who she saw all the time and were close to her during all of this. She made her life matter. She took her situation and changed it. What if the outcome had been exactly the same and the same amount of time that she ended up living after she got her diagnosis? What would her life have been like had she decided not to be a 10% of my life person? That woman lived. She lived her life, right? Nobody's getting out of this alive. She lived the rest of her life with an incredible attitude. And she left a legacy because I, here I am a few years later, still talking about it. And I'm sure until the day I die, I will still be talking about my friend, Paula, who is a 10% of my life person. You can be a Paula to somebody else. All it is going to take is you deciding that whatever you're going through is not going to take you down. You're going to stand up and fight. You're going to become courageous and change your mindset. And one day, 
people are going to look at you and say, she went through, he went through this thing, no matter how big or small. But it didn't consume them. That person, this person can be you. Were the inspiration that then caused the domino effect for somebody else. My friend Paula encouraged me to become a 10% of my life person. And now I'm encouraging you. I'm encouraging others to do the same. I wonder how many people have been impacted by me telling that story of Paula. And then they in turn went out and did the same. This, my friends, is how we change the world. We start by changing our thinking. We change how we are, how we think. And we literally can change, have an impact on other people choosing to change their life. Little things are big things. So become a 10% of my life person and then don't keep it to yourself. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your 10% of my life story. So feel free to contact me, connect with me at ValerieSilvera.com, on Instagram at Valerie underscore Silvera, on YouTube, wherever you can connect with me, get connected with me. I would love to hear from you. Also, of course, on my podcast at Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. So good to connect with you, all of my 10% of my life friends. Have an awesome day. This has been another uplifting episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Whatever you are going through, please remember that you are not alone. I am standing with you.